So our special guest today is E.L. Giles. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You're very welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Eric, and how you got started in the horror genre. Yeah, I started really young uh, to be interested in uh, horror in particular, uh, horror movies. Uh, I grew up in the 80s, so uh, I watched Halloween and uh, Freddy Krueger, and I was uh, really stuck about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember when I was young, I, I loved his movies. And uh, when I, uh, I turned 10 or 11, I started uh, more into uh, music, and I was... Uh, I was all into metal music, death metal, and uh, this is what started me into uh, my artistic journey. And so uh, I started doing music and the most horrific riffs and most horrific artwork and all. So um, yes, I've done music for like 20 years before uh, I just got tired and started writing yeah. uh instead of making music or drawing or whatever fantastic so what trees are the horror genre specifically uh mostly cosmic horror but i love psychological horror too uh those are my main uh uh of predilection mm. and what was so... the first horror story that you wrote sorry what was the first horror story that you wrote uh, so, sorry, I have a really bad time with my uh, speakers. Could you repeat but slowly, please? That's fine. So what was the first horror story that oh, you wrote? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, when I started in 2016, I started with uh, short stories. So uh, nothing published, though. Um, they were uh, weird uh, art, cosmic art, because I was just started with H.P. Lovecraft and uh, Robert uh, Robert W. Chambers, and I re read uh, Hans of Tindalos, and uh, I don't know, I was really drawn into uh, writing this kind of stuff, but I never published anything I wrote until like 2018, maybe, and it was uh, more into uh, science fiction, uh, dystopian, so uh, before I jump back into R. It was like a year or two uh, later when uh, I started uh, pitching short stories to uh, indie publisher and uh, anthologicals. Yeah. So uh, I just discovered then the Australian indie publisher uh, Black Hair Press and uh, I started adding um, uh, short pieces of work like drabbles and short stories published with them and I like started over writing horror and uh, really um, focusing on it in fact mm. so you said you did drabbles um, yeah how do you do those because they are like a hundred words aren't they so how do you manage to get something that's yeah in there? They're a bit tricky. I had to play around a bit because uh, 100 words precisely is kind of uh, a bit of work to get done. But once you get the exact pacing uh, to uh, to set your story, it go. It, it's not this hard to write, on, but you need really to um, you need to uh, understand the 
precise pacing to get them. Uh, mm. I tried um, flash fiction, like 500 words, but those I I can't write them. I've never been able to uh, adjust the pacing so I can write them strangely. Yeah. So you said you can't really do it for the flash fiction. How can you do it for the 100 words? Yeah, <laughs> I I see them more more like uh, poem uh, poems, so uh, I will just read a bit of poems and uh, read other um, other drabbled. I know exactly how to write them. Like it's just a scene or just one single event. It's not so. Um, I don't struggle too much to get them done. But yeah, yeah. 500 words, you need like more than just one scene, one event. There's, you need a bit more, um, bit more stuff, more meat around the bones. And I just, I don't know why I can't put them. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. So how do you go about creating a story? So where do you get your ideas from? Uh, it really depends on my mood. Uh, I can get ideas when I'm watching a movie, a series, reading, like about probably anyone else. Something would just struck me when I, I'm not I'm walking in the, str- in the street or whatever. Recently, I've kind of had a really um, uh, productive uh, period where I just pulled a lot of stories, ideas. And uh, I discovered that the more I read indie authors, uh, the more I get uh, inspired because there's a lot of different ideas, a lot of different stuff going on, and it's just fantastic. It's, I don't know, it's really uh, diversified and uh, discovering all the new voices or the ones that are there for a bit longer and uh, seeing all reading all their ideas, how they pull this or that tropes. It's fantastic and really inspirational. And uh, it, uh, yeah, it, it inspires me a lot. Yeah. So what's your favorite trope to write about? Uh, generally, I wrote, I write about, uh, <laughs> I will say depressive stuff. Uh, I'm more to, um, Deep, dark feelings, uh, suicide, death, uh, desperation. Um, I work, usually I work more on the ambience, the atmosphere, and uh, feeling of dread and oppression. That's more my my uh, writing style rather than uh, gory stuff or whatever. So it's more um, character-driven and... Uh, psychologically driven more than action after action after action and fast-paced stuff Hmm. so how do you develop your characters do you base those on experiences or your own fears that you've had uh yeah i basically uh, write about my my dark moods (laughs) no i (laughs) yeah um past depressions and uh 
all the nasty stuffs you need to just get out. When I was into music, I could just uh, I was a singer, so I could just uh, groan and scream and whatever. It was really um, uh, I could free them these uh, nasty emotions, these nasty stuff. But when I started writing. I struggle a lot to um, really uh, dig into these emotions and just uh, put it on paper, Mm. Uh, which is why I started writing uh, science fiction instead of horror because I probably mentally wasn't ready to uh, just dig into my, let's say, dark mood, dark moods, in fact, and uh, really... uh, start to exploit them and the more I do it and the more I see that it's beneficial and people can relate to the stuff you write and yeah me too I struggle with this or that and you're like okay cool so you're not alone but it took me years before I had the courage to just use this uh, this all this personal stuff and yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah a lot of authors say that it's hard but it's also cathartic to use your own experiences as well because they kind of sort of find it like that it's sort of like therapy for them yeah it's uh you really need to be in peace with um your emotion, how you feel, and ready to uh, let others uh, experience them. And this is probably the, the the part I struggle the most with because how this or that person will just interpret what you've written, uh, you'll be judged, you'll be seen, you'll be discussed about. And to this day, I still tr- struggle a lot about it. and. Until like a few months ago, I was still struggling to really explore these uh, deep, dark thoughts and put them on paper. It's like still really new to me. Mm. But I think for my uh, aerial quotes, uh, writer career, I think I need to um, explore them if I want to uh, really, I don't know really uh, get to uh, this point where I can start healing. I don't know if it makes sense, but it's kind of a healing process. Yeah, that's right. So what's been the hardest part? I know you just sort of like hit on it a little bit, but what's been the hardest part about writing for horror? Uh, I will start with the hardest part at all and this is the fact that as uh, people will listen to this podcast will uh, discover quite uh, quickly i'm not uh, english is not my uh, first language so um i speak french and uh, when i started writing i tried writing in french and nope i just couldn't i didn't want to write in French. There was a bigger audience in English, much bigger. And 
I saw it as a challenge too. So, uh, and I'm always up for a good challenge. So <laughs> I started writing in English and to uh, really write so I don't sound like uh, it's a foreign language to me was yeah. the artist part. As far as uh, art goes, um, the hardest part for me was to um, get into uh, get into more modern uh, art writers because I started with H.P. Lovecraft and uh, late uh, nine, uh, 18th and 19th century stuff, so and uh, early 20th stuff, and uh, it transpired in my writing because it was kind of. Uh, old-fashioned so uh, but it helped uh, it helped me develop my writing style too which is apparently more uh, I don't know poetics or whatever so um, to combine uh, horrific matter uh, into a story mm -hmm. to add it dark without necessarily um, get into all the gory stuffs and uh, have something more, uh, I don't know, um, psychological or uh, more into um, uh, more into uh, the the character how he sees his environment and make it horrific. This is was my challenge because that's the stuff I personally like. Uh, an example, mm -hmm. my favorite book is The Exorcist. And the exorcist, there's no gory stuff or whatever, but the ambience is thick. Um, it's all about the mood. It's all about the interaction with uh, the young girl and the demons and the priest and all. So um, that's what I wanted to recreate, this kind of ambience, this kind of atmosphere. Yeah. So this is what I struggled most with, or what not struggle, but work the most on. Fantastic. So what's been the most difficult scene that you've ever had to write, Eric? Uh, it's, uh, can I, yeah, it's not much of a spoiler. So, um, oh, though it's a, it's a scene I've worked on many times differently in different circumstances, but um, I work a lot around um, children's suffering and children's dying but not just oh he's been killed or whatever stories uh, driven around the fact that a kid uh is an example sick or he will die or she mm. will die or whatever and the whole story um or the whole scenes is gravitates around this particular um this particular event or so uh, and my father uh, I'm a father of two so writing is kind of uh, scenes or writing about children suffering or whatever this is what um, this is the artist uh, scenes or uh, artist matters for me to write about but almost also the most powerful to they speak of um, they, they speak of, I don't know, um, uh, 
struggles and uh, things happening in our modern society. And uh, I try to uh, reflect those stuff into, um, yes, uh, children or whatever suffering and uh, having a having a really hard time and mm-hmm. yeah so, <laughs> I'm sure I'm searching my words sorry it's okay <laughs> you carry on <laughs> yay <laughs> so that's what you found more difficult writing about the children yeah and I've written a bit of uh, stories and scenes about it like uh, Six Days to Hell which is a dystopian story about uh, a virus and unfortunately when I wrote this book no, when I had the idea of this book um, it was before the COVID-19 pandemic so I was like ah, cool idea I, I just recently rewatched uh, 12 Monkeys the, mov- uh, the movie and it's part and it's sorry yeah it inspired me the, the story so I was like hey, cool I noted everything outlined the whole book and then well, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and I was like oh, what do I do do I really write this story or it's kind of I don't know useless all everyone starts writing about ah, this uh, book viruses and blah 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 and a pandemic and so What's the matter? I did it anyway, and I found a way to uh, write about uh, a kid who's been infected and his days are counted. So the old book is about mostly that. It's a bit about like uh, The Road uh, by uh, Cormac McCarthy and this kind of ambience. So it was a hard one to write. In my uh, latest horror novel, Benighted, there's uh, almost an entire chapter about what the family of uh, four were going to do about uh, the uh, encroaching darkness that was uh, the, the shadow that was coming to them. And they were facing uh, a dilemma. What do they do? Uh, they just uh, kill themselves or they fight this thing coming to them and try to survive. And yeah, there was a particular scene in this chapter where uh, it deals with a lot of heavy stuffs. So, uh, and I remember I wrote a drabble about a father and a sick son who was uh, dying and uh, the father has uh, had a shotgun with him and uh, he was alone with uh, the kid and uh, he waited his son just gave his last breath before uh, pulling the trigger so uh, yeah yeah do you think do you think your writing is most is most oh, let me a couple of words out is based around your fear of being a father do you think Oh, sorry, could you repeat? <laughs> sorry, I misunderstood. That's okay. <laughs> sorry. Do you think your writing is based about being a father? Yeah, totally, children? yes. Uh, uh, I discovered uh, when we had our first 
when my girlfriend gave birth to, the, to our first son that we couldn't watch uh, we couldn't watch uh, the same movies we used to before an example we were a lot of too uh, deep trash or movie the most underground stuff and the most violent and violent the stuff of nightmares and we were a lot into into that and the moment we had our first son we were just unable to watch them anymore and to me it took years before i could watch again this kind of stuff this kind of movies or uh, just movies about kids dying or whatever like uh, we watched uh, sons of anarchy and uh for those who have watched the series, uh, there's a season where the kids is kidnapped and uh, Jack's kids. And I remember it was Avi and my girlfriend and I watched, uh, we, uh, watched each other and we were like, shit, do we continue to fast forward something? Is it going to end? And what's going on? And we were not uh, we were not sure if we wanted to continue watching it because we didn't know what would happen to the kid, and uh, that was about the kind of mood uh, the mood um, having kids set us into. So writing about this kind of stuff uh, was really hard to me, but it helped overcome this fear that. You could lose your kids, they could get sick, they could uh, die. They, you could lose everything you have. Yeah. You can't live in, with this fear gripping at your stomach all your lives. So you need to expunge it. And yeah. I remember when I, was, uh, when I was a boy and I watched a Disney adaptation of uh, A Christmas Carol and a Tiny Tim Dies and... Uh, this particular scenes where um, you see the, the family and uh, around Tombstone, and I remember it just destroyed me. And I was like five or six. And the idea of having of a, a kid dying, I don't know, it's stuck to me all these years and still today. It keeps sticking at me and Grip at my stomach. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I'm a parent myself. Um, I can't watch Train Spotting. Um, I don't know whether you've seen that film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the baby. I, yeah. I, I, just, I can't watch it. I, I watched stuff. it once and I had to turn it off. Um, and I've never been able to watch it ever again. And I never will. I no, I oh. totally understand what you what you mean. <laughs> yeah, Prince Pudding is wild. <laughs> okay, so have you had any memorable pieces of feedback that sort of like made an impact on you? Yeah, consistency um, and having a system, uh, which means discovering what you can get done, what you can pull, how, when. Um, to become a writer who can uh, who knows exactly what you can do in a day, when you can do it, and make the best of it. So I struggled before with the whole consistency thing and 
I tried to sit and write. It was just, I wasn't, I was not in the mood or in the right place. It was uh, too late, too early, whatever. And I came across, um, can't remember where, but someone was uh, was uh, talking about developing your system and working on your consistency because the two kind of goes together. So I started tracking my uh, my writing progress every day. Uh, when when can I get the most writing done? how, where, or whatever. And this way, I build my own system. And now I can basically write anywhere because, or anytime, because I know what I could do. I know where I can do it. I know exactly what uh, what I must do to get it done. So uh, it was a was a bit of a, a bit of a challenge uh, i took a bit of months to to get the whole system uh in place but it really helped me um to get more stories done to get them uh order to get them done in fact and not just a few blurry lines on the notepad that will never uh that will never end to a story mm-hmm. So what have readers said about your books? Sorry? What have readers said about your books? Oh, sorry. I just didn't catch. No, that's fine. Yeah, could you repeat, please? Yeah, of course. So what have the readers said about your books? Oh, yeah. Um, Basically, uh, people usually talk about my... um, uh, uh, prose and uh, the way I write maybe in a bit more uh, poetic way uh, the ambience it may be more of a slow burn usually but work more on the ambience the the, the sense of oppression and uh, I'm not much into action packed books and action packed stories so they're more into atmospheric kind of reads so yeah if people uh get into my stuff they will see it's not much about just action or gory stuff it's a lot more about character driven uh stories in fact so uh yeah fantastic so have you got any exciting projects coming up yeah a lot of them uh i cannot talk about any of them but i've just <laughs> finished and yeah fortunately i've just finished uh, writing the um, we'll say the sequel to uh, benighted so the second book because benighted my latest horror, horror novel is part of a series of three books um so i've uh, just finished writing the second book and i sent it to my editor dash publisher so i'm really excited about it and currently i'm working on a sequel to my short story i uh i uh, published early earlier this year and uh 
which is called Will o' the Wisp. And uh, this one I uh, use as a reader magnet. So I just um, took the short story, made an ebook with it, and uh, gave it for free. And people loved it. And the reviews are really good. So it pushed me to think, okay, I could just, I could just do uh, a sequel to it, something longer, like a novella or whatever. So I started thinking about it. And right now I'm writing the novella, which is the sequel to Willow the Wisp. And I'm really excited about it. I have another novella uh, that I've just finished outlining. And I should start writing it like probably in a month or uh, early January. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure I could publish probably one novel and maybe two novella, three novella next year, if I'm lucky. Brilliant. That's fantastic. So what, what advice would you give to someone who wants to write horror? Um, to not do the same mistake I did and avoid uh, all the all the nasty stuff you have inside of you, like all the, the fears, all the trauma, all the existential dreads you have, use it to write your stories because that's what uh, that's what will make them genuine and will make them relatable to people so don't be afraid to push boundaries to cross lines don't be afraid to explore probably what you might consider too dark a path go ahead do it because it might even it might even be a healing process for you and you might just overcome some fears of yours that's what that's personally what I think it's doing for me. And I'm someone really, really, really anxious. Um, uh, struggling a lot with yeah, anxiety and uh, self-doubt and plenty of nasty stuff that I won't talk here. So uh, using mental health, we'll say, um, issues in my stories really helped me uh, ill in a sense. And I think people who want to write horror should not be afraid to explore uh, these issues because horror is not just about gores and blood and decapitation or whatever. There's a whole lot of different uh, jar or whatever, existential dread, uh, psychological horror and so on. So don't be afraid or to explore many genres. Uh, you can write a splatter punk and your next story is cosmic or it's fine. I do it myself. I like to play because between psychological or or paranormal or even cosmic or it's fine. It's fun. Mm. Don't be afraid. Don't just do always the same thing. It's, if you want to to try something else, do it. Don't be afraid. Fantastic. So where can we find your books? 
Uh, the easiest way will be uh, on my uh, website, elgizeauthor.com. Uh, there's a section called books. So all my standalone books are listed there. Then there's uh, also a section called stories. So all the anthologies I have, uh, short stories or Drabble published in are listed there. So uh, yeah, the easiest way to um, to know what I've written so far is to uh, to visit my website or my uh, link link tree. Yeah, link tree. Uh, everything listed there too. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Eric. So thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.